Hey Grow Girls, you are listening to the Get Up and Grow Girl podcast hosted by me, your spiritual business coach, Leela Jasmine Sule. I'm also a recovering hustle hard, turn my back on my feminine energy, disconnect from the divine, my productivity equals my worth kind of girl. So now it's my mission to help you ditch that disconnected lifestyle and instead align and prosper so you can experience soulful, aligned, feel-good success. This podcast will help you on your journey to finding your light, stepping into your power, and manifesting your dream life and business. So let's jump in. Instagram, you have me pretty sweaty post-gym, a bit moist (laughs) coming on because I had a download that a few days ago actually about attachment styles when it comes to relationships and then finances and the same themes popping up and I've been learning about a bit more about this myself but it's something that I've kind of always noticed is that in life there are patterns right law of patterns and that has been one of my biggest teachers and I've always notice that the same shit that will come up in one area of life like relationships would also come up in business or I would see it as business I now see it as finances and I was always like this is not like the universe is not subtle hi guys long time no live (laughs) I was always like the universe is not subtle like it keeps repeating the same things I've spoken a lot about my story both business wise and relationship wise how the same stuff would come up in my relationships. I'd end it with one person, next person come along, different face, same shit. And the same in business, multiple different businesses, same stuff coming up. And what I recently understood is that this is about attachment styles. And so when you recognize this, you can recognize where the the pattern is coming from and you can heal the root, pull the plant out by the weed if you like, that sounded a bit violent, but you know what I mean? Pull it out from the base rather than just kind of trying to deal with, you know, the outer problem without getting down to the real cause. So if you want to share, those of you that are in the comments, my regulars, uh, missed you guys, then let me know if you have any patterns that you have recognized in either your finances or if, if you're not sure about that in your relationships, you probably will recognize patterns in one of those areas at least. We tend to like have that level of consciousness sometimes in one area, but the other area often not. And that's why this is so, what I'm going to share with you is so helpful and so enlightening because what it means is you can take what you do understand about yourself from one area of your life, flip it and reverse it and take it to apply it to the other area. So basically generate all this wisdom that can serve you in improving in another area of your life in which you may potentially feel a bit stuck so to break down the attachment styles the main ones i'm going to talk about i'm just going to talk about two um there's also there's anxious attachment style avoidant attachment style obviously there is secure i'm not going to talk so much about that because if you have a secure attachment style then it's not going to really be a problem we're more looking at how we can improve 
things here. If you have a secure attachment style, you'll probably have quite a secure relationship with money and things will be quite consistent and quite safe, which is great. So anxious, avoidant, and then there's disorganized, but to me, I kind of see that as quite similar to anxious. So we're gonna talk about those two. And I mean, I think when you put it to relationships, they can be quite clear, but when it comes to money, it can be harder to decipher what I mean by an anxious attachment money style. What does that mean? So if we start with anxious and we look at relationships, when you're in a relationship and you have an anxious attachment style, that can look like, you know, feeling safe one second, and then maybe when the person is gone or when you're not around them, feeling worried, feeling anxious, not knowing where you stand, um, questioning everything, questioning the relationship, questioning your safety is a big one, and whether you are safe in that relationship. This is how an anxious attachment style kind of looks. And it can also, these things are formed most often when we're in child childhood, because our first primary caregivers are the people that we first form bonds with, right? And that we first form relationships with. So what tends to happen is we model future relationships off of those. So the way that we bonded with those people kind of sets the tone, if you like, for how we will continue to bond with people and energy, hint, hint, until we heal or change the pattern. So when you have an anxious attachment style, it might be that when you were a child, your primary caregiver, sometimes, a lot of the time due to no fault of their own unintentionally, was quite flighty or hot and cold, or you didn't know what to expect from them. That can create that anxious attachment style that you don't feel consistently safe. So you're neither here nor there. And that's kind of what the anxiety, that's what anxiety thrives off of, right? Is a lack of certainty, not knowing what to expect. So if you have an anxious attachment style in relationships, the thing is that we tend to play out these patterns and that's where it gets kind of trippy, but also I think so amazing and interesting because it gives you the understanding of why we do what we do which makes us empowered and gives us back the power and means we're not just stuck in these patterns anymore but we can actually change them and for me the first sort of revelation about my attachment style was what got me all into also understanding my feminine energy which of course I talk about so much and my wounded feminine energy and healing those relationship dynamics that like I say I was stuck on a merry-go-round of disastrous relationship after disastrous relationship, different person, same stuff, because we seek out what is familiar to us. So that attachment style that you have formed, you will seek out bonds and relationships that allow you to imitate or replicate that same relationship that you had as a child, that first relationship. So if you did have a relationship with your primary caregiver that was quite anxious, um, that was an was creating an anxious attachment style, God, that is hard to say, then you may seek out, and I did this, other relationships that allow you to continuously feel the way that you felt with that primary caregiver. 
so sorry i'm sat on the floor because i just i needed to soak up these rays and this is the sunspot <laughs> but i did this in relationships for a long time where i would seek out and date people who were very flighty and who one minute i would you know things like love bombing and i would feel really great and like i'm the i'm so secure in this relationship i know exactly where i stand they're very open with me and very loving and then the next suddenly it, the tone would change and I, that would be through like somebody being very um avoidant so one second they're there and then they, they disappear and they ghost or something like that which would of course make me feel unsafe or they would be one minute hot the next cold so warm friendly then aggressive and cold or angry or something like that and that when when things are like that what's going to happen you're going to feel uncertain and uncertainty creates anxiety if you have this attachment style so i would seek out people who reinforce that dynamic that felt safe to me and this is where it's so interesting because of course you might be listening and being like what the fuck <laughs> why would you do that though why would you seek out the, those things especially if you can see that it was making you anxious and this is why it's so important to stress that this is unconscious we don't do this on purpose we're not like yeah i would love to feel anxious in this relationship we just feel drawn it will disguise itself as feeling drawn to that person perhaps or those types of bonds because unconsciously they feel safe to us and they feel familiar and often we will seek what is safe and familiar even if it's not actually serving us so that is how the attachment style shows up in relationships for the anxious type but when this comes to money you may recognize that you have an anxious attachment style if you experience kind of feast and famine cycles so you're in a stage at one point where you're feasting so the the flow of money and abundance is coming to you very freely you have everything you could need or you feel in a good position, an abundant position, whatever that means to you. And then you find yourself in a, in a famine. And this is kind of like where why it's anxious because it's unpredictable. And I, I also say disorganized because I see the two. I'm just speaking from experience and what I work with clients and myself. But I see them as very similar. It's just like there's no consistency. It's very up and down. And that could mean that, yes, you do have an anxious attachment style. So look at your relationships. If you're watching this and you're, you're not sure, look at the relationships that you have or have had, even if maybe now, hopefully you are in good ones or healthy ones. What, what were the things that you tripped up on in the past? Because that can be how you can look at it and see what is my attachment style. If you are anxious, then yes, you may find that you don't basically feel safe with money in the same way that you don't feel safe or didn't feel safe with primary caregivers because it was unpredictable. And so if you have that anxious, anxious attachment style, it may come and then go and then come and then go and you just don't feel that you could have that consistent safety. So unconsciously, again, you repeat those patterns. And this is really interesting because healing is a journey obviously and it's, it's not a destination it's something that you you can heal you can feel pretty in a good place and then you can get triggered and have to do some of that work again or find that sometimes you're a bit more together you've you've 
feeling in a neutral place and other times you're feeling like your your demons if you like or your issues are coming up and that's okay and I think that's part of the human journey um and that is why I, the stuff is just lifelong stuff and it's to, it's things in your toolbox to always come back to but I noticed that certain things would trigger it I have you can have a combination of multiple attachment styles and I think I had secure and anxious so I had definitely relationships in my primary caregiver with my primary caregivers where I felt quite secure at times at least and there were also ones where I felt anxious and you didn't know what to expect from that relationship so I think I'm a bit of both and I noticed that sometimes I'm in my secure when I look back on my finances and my business both separately and together I can see that there were times where I felt quite secure and I had a secure relationship with finances and even being self-employed all this time consistent income um consistent savings because it's not always just about how much you bring in but how much you keep and this is what your attachment style points to but I had all of that and there have been times where actually my finances and my business were like this and what I can see is that it was triggered by again do you feel safe because if you're in a relationship and you have an anxious attachment style and you're in a relationship with someone who does trigger that and is more flighty and unpredictable and so you don't feel safe or they have certain traits that to you are triggering then you're going to be more insecure and you're going to feel more hot than cold and not not feel safe and so you're going to have that anxious feeling the same is true of money so i'll give you an example that when in 2019 which was the year that i doubled my income in my PT business when I was a full-time personal trainer and building this on the side I was very very secure my, my monthly revenue was increasing every single month but it never went below a certain standard and my savings I was saving every single month and things were really secure so I'm really like suffering from hay fever I feel like I might start sneezing but we'll try to move through it so at that time everything was very secure and I felt secure in myself I think I just started working with a coach and that's what was the kind of catalyst for me doubling my income was that I had this support I had this person who made me help me to feel secure and capable in my business and just things like helping me to realize that I was so capable um you know all the self-doubt and the limiting beliefs and the inner work like just built the confidence in myself I'd been doing it a long time and I had the systems and structures in my business, so I felt very safe. And my relationship with, with money was secure. I It wasn't just about how much I was bringing in, but it was about, you know, my savings and all that kind of stuff. They were stacking up. But then, when the pandemic hit, initially, I think I was very like, oh, this is going to be two weeks. I mean, like most of us, this is going to be two weeks. And it's a chance to really build my online business. So I felt quite secure still thinking, oh, I've been given an opportunity. Um, I think that we got given back the rent that I used to pay at the gym because it was shut. So I was like, if anything, I'm in a good position. And I felt very secure and very confident. And I started manifesting money because overnight I'd lost all of my PT client income. So at first, of course, a bit scared. But then I started to feel quite secure. Um, I made some sales in quite quickly in my online business. At first, I manifested some money. So I won a competition. There was just a number of things where I 
found my financial situation stayed good or even got slightly better in the short term, very short term, I'm talking like the first week of the pandemic of lockdown. Then as things started to, you know, get worse and worse, I started to realise that basically this is going on, this pandemic thing is not the short term thing and what am I going to do and what about my business and how am I going to survive when all my income is gone because my income came from the gym and the gyms were shut so there was no way I could earn money doing what was my full-time business and that's when I did not feel safe and I started to not feel safe anymore and then I can see there was a big period of time and I've been working through this even now healing certain things where it was feast and famine and feast and famine and even if I would make big sales and, and bring in a lot of money in one go. Sometimes, you know, people paying in full for high ticket offers. Somehow I would lose that money. And it was up, down, up, down, up, down. And this is the the anxious attachment style getting triggered. And how this works is not just like, what, what do you mean you lost it? Like you just dropped on the floor. Like it's not that. It's the unconscious things you're doing. So spending... Um, on maybe things that I don't even thing is it's hard to say because this is so much of this is unconscious but finding that no matter how much I brought in at that peak time in particular where the anxiety was so high I would always put it back out so spend it invest it do something with it but in a way that was not allowing me to to feel safe I would always come back to that baseline of not feeling safe. And this is how your attachment style works, is that it's unconscious. You'll find yourself back in the place that feels most safe and you'll wonder how you got there and how you got there is your attachment style. And this is great because it means you can recognise the pattern. What is your pattern? Is it feast and famine? Is it always low or is it a secure, like have you always got consistent income and consistent money flowing into your savings and your investments or whatever? look at the patterns and for me the pattern was up down up down money comes in make great sales but then it's gone again and i'm back in the same financial level and i never go higher and that was again the anxious attachment style so these things get that your wounds will get triggered at times and other times not so much so i can see now with hindsight that the pandemic happening triggered something. I had had a, I had been in the more secure side of my attachment and I had had a year or so, maybe a bit more, of really, really having a good relationship with money, high income, not just high income, but also stacking up savings. And yes, I was investing in my business and I was spending and I was working with coaches and things like that. But no matter what I spent, it kind of always came back to me. And it always maintained that level of, of abundance, financial abundance. But when I got triggered and no longer felt safe, I resorted to that anxious attachment style. So another, the other attachment style that I want to talk about was avoidant. And this is where your coping mechanism, if you like, is to kind of avoid. And it might mean that when you were a child, your, your first kind of primary caregiving relationship um your primary caregivers your primary bonds were avoidant and maybe they weren't there at all or they were kind of not there in terms of they weren't 
present with you you didn't feel like they were actually there like they could be physically there but but they weren't present they weren't supplying the things that you needed they weren't meeting your needs and it felt like you know they're just not met whereas anxious is like sometimes my needs are met sometimes they're there they're present other times they're not and not knowing what to expect but avoidant is just kind of not there and then in, in relationships this can manifest itself as being avoidant and finding yourself maybe tapping out and maybe yourself ghosting and things like that and um, when things get difficult when there's difficult conversations you might choose to flee when you're going through something uh, in any kind of relationship you may find it easier to not to remove yourself equally you may potentially attract people who do that in the same way that I attracted people who kind of did things that were also kind of representative of anxious attachment it triggered anxious attachment in me it can go both ways and you may attract people who triggered you wanting to be avoidant so it can go either way but it may be someone maybe being quite forward and then you want to avoid or they could also be acting that way but you probably recognize this avoidant nature in your relationships and when this comes to money it's quite simple it could mean that you find yourself avoiding money and it doesn't always have to mean like okay so you have no money and that's how you know maybe you have a certain level of money a certain level of savings or something but you when when things happen with finances you choose to avoid so you maybe don't know how much debt you have you maybe don't know if, if you have your own business what your actual income versus expenses expenditure is you may not know your profit margins you may not know anything to do with the money side you may be one of those people that finds it better not to do it and that when you're in maybe even some financial stress or whatever it is your solution is just not to check your bank not to aunt, to open the emails um whatever it is because that is what you learn with your primary caregivers and so when we recognize these wounds these attachment styles and and also the core wounds that that cause them we get to bring it into the conscious mind where we can heal the blocks so for example if you have either one of these attachment styles when you look at your primary caregiver caregivers it could be i mean it can be it's often parents but it can be um you know other other close first relationships that you had at that young age you can see if you can look and actually see what was the behavior that made you feel that way that made you feel avoidant or made you feel anxious or whatever it was and kind of reparent yourself through it and do that inner work to feel feel it release it all of that stuff then it shifts and you're shifting the energy and not just consciously now I, I find myself now recently since been doing a lot of work on this and I've noticed major shifts and abundance just flowing in in my business and in other other ways too because I've suddenly become so conscious I've been doing my own coaching and my own courses and my own inner work to recognize where I want to shift things and now when I find myself doing things like for example more money flowing into me at the moment 
and a friend and I were speaking about this and we both were, we love to dig into like what we're working through, inner work wise, inner work queens. We realise that often when we do make those big sales and we get a lot of money coming in and we're in the feast stage, what we tend to do is be like, oh, I want to take out this friend. I want to buy my family this. I want to buy my friend that. I want to treat myself to this. A lot of the time it's giving away for me and that comes down to back to the sometimes the wounded feminine energy. I love how all this stuff interlinks of like people pleasing and wanting to like prove oneself and so kind of give out to prove oneself. So whether it's hustling to prove yourself or giving people things and buying presents and gifts and whatever, it comes down to like feeling that you need to always over give. And my friend and I recognize that we do this, that when we're in the feast cycles, instead of that leading to, you know, more higher savings or greater investments by the amount that we could by, you know, a good amount that would actually be expansive to us, we tend to find ourselves around the same limit because we we feel like, oh, I've got more, I need to give it away. And obviously this is unconsciously. Consciously we're thinking, it'd be so nice to take that friend out. It'd be so nice to buy that expensive thing that I've really wanted for a long time. It'd be so nice to, I don't know, give this person some money. Just kind of like be so generous with it, but to the point where actually this is where it's so trippy we think it can be just being really generous and for me being abundant spending is really abundant but actually it's scarcity because it's for some reason scarcity is fear right for some reason it doesn't feel safe to just hold it just to have all that extra money in your bank and just have it i wonder if anyone relates to this if you can feel like just having say like someone just gave you double what you make in a year would you feel safe just to have that in your bank or are you, when I'm saying to you, imagine I just give you double what you normally make in a month right now. Are you already thinking, oh, I'm going to buy this and this and this. I'm going to pay the, this person. Um, I'm going to maybe gift this person because they did something for me. Or are you just coming out with all the ways that you can get rid of it already? Because that was some of the wounds that I worked through in recognising. So, yes, this stuff is unconscious and it disguises itself. And... For a long time, I was basically, any time I was making more money, putting it back out, spending it, not in an abundant way, but as in getting rid of it, finding myself back to where I was. But I didn't see it. I saw myself as being abundant. And so it does take a level of consciousness. And for me personally, it's digging into, you know, my own coaching, having coaching myself that prompted this. And that helps because... It's easy to, like, for me, I can work with other people and be like, oh, do you, is it this, is it that? You need to look at your money mindset. But when it's our own stuff, again, we're unconscious, we're very close to it, and we our ego is protecting us from changing and changing certain behaviours, so we often don't see it. So that was just a little bit to enlighten you on this topic and to get you to start to become conscious of, firstly, what is my attachment style? Whether you can recognise it in your relationships or your finances, I'm sure probably you'll be able to recognise yourself in one of those, in the examples I used. And then if you know, right, you look at your relationships and you're like, I can definitely see I'm anxious. And you might not realise, you might not think that you are in relationships, but then you, rec in finances, sorry. But then you recognise, okay, if I have this anxious attachment style in my relationships, this is going to be the attachment style that also shows up in 
my finances unless you have already done plenty of conscious healing. So then you can look at your finances and if you want to change things and you want to improve it, you can see the root and you're identifying where this is coming from and it's no longer feeling like a victim and feeling a bit stuck and feeling like, why do I keep finding myself in this situation? But having the understanding, the exact understanding of my subconscious programming, right? That's what it is. We're always living in a world out and you're able to see that and then you know what it is that you need to heal. And also beyond that, even when you're just becoming conscious, when you're starting to do something, and when I've been having, I think I was started a sentence ages ago and I just didn't finish this, go off on a tangent, Manny Jen. When I have had all this more abundance flowing to me, I've noticed myself being like, oh, I want to take like my boyfriend out and really somewhere really expensive. Like he's so good. He's so, such a lovely guy. Let me take him out somewhere really expensive. And then I'm like, hmm, yes, that could be deemed abundant. But am I just doing the anxious attachment style now where I'm now like, trying to go back to famine go from feast to famine and feast and like maybe overdoing it and feeling like I need to sort of get rid of that money again unconsciously and I'm able to recognize it and then at least ask myself that question at least asking myself that question already shifts things because now instead of just unconsciously doing it booking it spending all this money on it like I might have done in the past I'm able to actually just sit with it, use my, we all have different authorities in human design, use my decision-making authority to feel into it, is this aligned or unaligned? And avoid making those same steps unconsciously that are self-sabotaging behaviors. So just by recognizing this, you'll already develop a layer of consciousness. And then of course, to really heal this and weed this out and adopt, create a new relationship with money or with love, both are just energies, then you need to pull out the root of this attachment style. Where did it come from? What beliefs really tie into it? And what behaviours are you still doing unconsciously that are just reinforcing those same patterns, those same beliefs and that same attachment style? So I hope you like this. I hope that it really enlightened you and gave you a few light bulb moments feel free to slide in my dms and let me know if you took something away from this i would love to hear about it and if you would like to go deeper on this if you do recognize some of this subconscious programming or inner world blocks and you can see how it's affecting even it could be both could be finances could be relationships this is what working with me as a coach this is the kind of things that we work through inside out the inner work then informs the strategy, the actual things we change in the real world. And it's the close coaching that I do, the one-to-one the -one stuff or the mastermind, which is where we get this stream of consciousness and where we can bring those things that are unconscious into your conscious mind because I'll be able to recognize them when you are just sharing things with me because I am the observer. Unlike when it's my own self and I can't recognize certain things until I've had coaches or prompts the same can be true. So if you do feel called, there are three ways that you can work with me right now closely on a one-to-one -one or small group basis. The mastermind, the VIP four-month one-to-one container, and then I just created the one-to-one -one supercharged week. 
so normally I only do coaching on a, on a monthly basis but for those that feel like they want to plug into that high level support they have a, a specific thing like this that they want to work on relationship with money relationship with love something quite specific then I have created that option as well so feel free to slide into my dms if you want to know more about this there are also some links in my bio and yeah if you enjoyed it please do let me know and let me know your takeaways thank you for watching guys bye so i hope you love this episode thank you for listening and spending your time with me and i really hope that it is empowering you and has empowered you to go for those goals and to know that you are so capable of manifesting all that you desire and all of that soulful success in your life, in your business, in your relationships, in any aspect that you desire it in. And if you did enjoy this episode, if you did find it helpful, if you did have some light bulb moments, please take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Leela Jasmine Sule. I would love to hear what you took away from the episode. I would love to hear how it helped you. But also it would be amazing if you could share the message and pass this on to more Grow Girls who would benefit from this. And if you share it on your Instagram stories, then of course all the Grow Girls in your community will also be able to listen and enjoy the goodness as well. Until next time, Grow Girls. Goodbye.